What's up, crew? We're live, and yeah, it's another CloverTech podcast, the podcast that happens when you least expect it. You never know when we're going to go live, talk about some stuff. Usually, it's when I've got a guest or need to put something on your radar today. I need to get something on your radar, particularly if you live in the state of Texas. So, won't be any screen sharing today. So, listen up, listen up. Going to be talking about some legislation. Um, and as we're talking about that legislation in the description below, wherever you're at, I'll have these bills listed. Now, I don't got individual links to all the bills or anything like that. My apologies for not doing that. But uh, yeah, do your homework. Uh, look these bills up. Yada, yada, yada. Now, I've got to find a screen here. So give me a second because for some reason, ah, I found it. Okay, uh, I was looking for my notes <laughs> on the screen. Want to give a matter of record because that does matter uh, with these podcasts. It is April the 6th, 2021. Uh, shout out real quick. Happy birthday to my baby girl, my youngest daughter. Today is her birthday, so uh, she doesn't listen, but it doesn't hurt to throw that out there. For those in the live chat out there joining, thank you. For those in replay, remember, uh, you can participate just like the folks in the live chat down in the comments below, wherever you're listening. So uh, a few things. Uh, did a podcast here a little while back talking about quite a few different uh, pro-Second Amendment pro-gun bills uh, that have been submitted in the Texas legislature. Now, this is nothing uh, unusual or uncommon. We have a lot of things uh, submitted every year. I've got a much longer video on the channel kind of about the Texas legislative makeup, um, past bills that have been submitted, so forth and so on, right? Check that video out uh, if you want. Chris Blake says, constitutional carry, who y'all? Uh, yeah, not yet, not yet. We're going to talk about it. Um, but uh, yeah, here is uh, here's the thing. So just to give a quick rundown, the biggie here, we're going to talk about several bills again, all of them. The bill numbers are listed in the description below. So take those and do your own. Do your own homework because we're going to fly through these with just uh, uh, kind of a one-liner thing. Uh, and if you guys have questions, we can talk about things further. The guys out there in the live chat anyway, we'll talk about them further. So with constitutional carry, here's the thing. I've talked about it. And Texas says uh, somebody has submitted constitutional carry or permitless carry, right? Because honestly, I don't really care either way. Talked about this a little bit on last night's podcast with budget. but. Uh, I'm all about the ground game and moving the ball forward. That's how they've sort of taken our Second Amendment uh, freedoms away is by that ground game, slowly doing these small infringements. So if we could do the same thing in reverse, I'm totally okay with that. And in Texas, seemingly, we've been doing that for quite a few years. However, I'm pretty adamant that this time um, – with the political climate, with everything that's gone on, with how much we have moved that ball, that we're at like a fourth and goal situation on the two-yard line at this point, and it's time to go for the touchdown. It's time to get uh, a constitutional carry or a, a permitless carry through. With that said, in previous sessions, and for those, I, I always talk about this because we get into trouble a lot of times when we speak in nuances because there are folks out there that are new and they maybe due to the channel or new to hearing this or due to firearm ownership or whatever the case may be. Uh, and they're familiar with what I've said before. Uh, and you may not be. So I don't want anything to go out of context. It gets hard to have to explain every single thing from the beginning of time. Um, so if you do have questions, 
um, don't jump to conclusions. Contact me, clovertech at gmail.com. Participate down in the comments, again, wherever you're at, out there in the live chat. Uh, and let's address those. Let's back up and, and give some context to all of that, right? But historically, uh, Texas, uh, I say historically, Texas has a legislative session every other year, which is great. Um, the uh, other thing about it is that the a lot of the Republicans, a lot of our uh, representatives and senators uh, have blamed some rhinos. They blamed the Speaker of the House in the past. They blamed uh, some of the open carry Texas guys, which have done some really, let's just say, unsavory things, right? Things that, that doesn't look good from an optic standpoint um, as to, you know, why things didn't pass. Uh, this go around, they, they don't really have anything or anybody to, to blame. So um, metaphorically speaking, in the terms of the election heads are going to roll, I think, um, and not in a bad way, potentially, if um, if they don't get especially some type of constitutional carry or um, permitless carry through uh, this session. Uh, and they're and they're known for waiting to the last minute on a lot of this stuff. Uh, that's political posturing and, and just part of the political game. So it stresses people out, I think, unnecessarily when they do that. Uh, but I think they do it for a, for a tactical advantage, right, within the uh, supposed political system. Now, I do see everybody out there in the chat. So uh, keep on going. Uh, Keith Gregory talking about the permits and stuff. Yeah, we are going to uh, we are going to talk about that because I'm going to jump into it now. So as I jump into it again, remember these bills, uh, the numbers are listed below. I advocate you do your own homework. I will uh, come on here, get things on your radar. That's sort of my goal. I don't want to plant ideas in your head, even though I may give you my opinions on things. Uh, definitely look this stuff up for yourself. I don't want anybody saying, well, Clover said this or Clover said that. Um, that's fine. If you then go back and you agree with reading the, leg these, the legislation and the other things, and you see what I see and you align with my opinion, that's fine. But I don't want you blindly following. Go do your own homework. So that's my challenge to everybody out there. So let's jump into this. Big thanks to uh, Tech State Rifle Association, which is what I'm going to be kind of reading from with this. Uh, that's my notes primarily. Also, uh, Texas GOA also put out some stuff. So if you follow either one of those, you're probably already aware of what I am uh, going to talk about here. Uh, but we've got two essentially permitless carry or constitutional carry bills uh, that have come out of committee. Now, all of these bills we're going to be talking about are out of committee. Now, here is the rub. Um, some of this stuff comes out of committee. A lot of people don't realize this. It comes out of committee and then it goes into calendars, right? If it never comes out of calendars, it never makes the floor. A lot of people don't understand the political system. Learn civics. If you weren't taught that in high school, completely understand. If you've forgotten it since high school, completely understand. Learn civics. Learn the way that the government works. That way you're not listening to yahoos that don't know what they're talking about and make things seem worse or better sometimes even than they actually are. So uh, with that being said, all of these are out of committee. However, uh, they're not yet on the uh, floor of the house uh, not yet up for a vote they have to of course be scheduled or whatever they have to go through that calendars committee right and there is the potential for them to get stifled and die out in there which sucks uh, but anyway we're talking about two constitutional carry bills let's hit on those first uh, we've got hb 1911 
which is super fitting, right? Uh, and then we've got HB 1927. Now, DJ's throwing out the United States Capitol switchboard. I appreciate that, but that's not going to be of any help. We're talking about state issues. Um, so my suggestion would be get on the GOA Texas website or the Texas State Rifle Association website, and you're going to find ways that you can get a hold of your representatives. Contacting Ted Cruz or John Cornyn on the state issues is absolutely pointless for the state of Texas. Uh, we have to contact the right people. We have to make the right arguments in the right language uh, and all of that good kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, the federal level is going to do nothing for this. So uh, yeah, get a hold of your, your Texas people. Anyway, HB 1911 and HB 1927 are the constitutional carry permit, uh, permitless carry uh, bills that are currently moving through right now. Now to Keith Gregory's thing earlier, uh, this does not do away with or eradicate the Texas license to carry system. It doesn't affect that in any way. Uh, if you still want that license to carry, you can. Um, the license to carry will, of course, afford you, uh, at least at this particular juncture, a bypass on the federal NICS check uh, when you go to pur purchase. Why? Because, well, you've already had <laughs> went through all that background check process, right? Um, so, yeah, it basically what this means, if you're not a felon, uh, you know, a, uh, I'm trying to think of the word because you've got like drug addict adjudicated, maybe a uh, drug addict or a uh, uh, mentally ill or your thanks uh, ghost ghost puts out the Texas Capitol switchboard. There it is. 512-463-4630. Thank you, ghost. Appreciate it. Cause I'm, busy with this uh ghost makes a good co-host even when he's not in the live stream so uh and thanks to dj too because normally yeah that would be important the, the uh, federal uh, capital switchboard at the federal level but anyway uh yeah it's not going to do away with the license to carry um and as long as you're not a prohibited person right let's just go with that all the gun owners out there we all know what a prohibited person is as long as you're not a prohibited person right so that's out of calendar Thumbs up, one thumbs up anyway, not two yet because uh, it is out of committee. Um, so we're one step closer, thankfully, on uh, constitutional carry and permitless carry and or permitless carry, right? Some form uh, of non-licensed carry. Uh, then we're going to move on because there's some other legislation in here that I think is real important. Now, one that I haven't seen in this and I'm discouraged by, and I have made it known to my representatives and whatnot that I am discouraged is there was some legislation in here. I talked about it previously on a podcast. You can back up probably and find that um, information on that in the description below somewhere. But we talked about the uh, first responders carry uh, bill and I don't see any movement on it. Unfortunately, I don't see any movement on it. So with uh, the second piece of legislation that you need to be aware of, out of committee. Again, all these are out of committee, but uh, they got to go through calendars committee and then eventually get to the floor. So the, the, the push is not over yet. You need to get a hold of your uh, state representatives and state senators on this. Um, is HB 2622. Uh, now, this is the sanctuary state bill, right? Uh, and is this important? Yeah, I mean, it's it's important in a way of political posturing and that sort of stuff. Uh, at the end of the day, people have mixed feelings about the whole sanctuary thing, about you know what kind of weight does it really hold, right? Um, but I think if nothing else, I think 
I think in combination with passing a constitutional carry or a permitless carry, we also pass sanctuary state. That's a that's really spitting in the face of the federal government going, look, dude, uh, no, 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 no. Quit messing with us. You leave us alone. And let's be honest, right? That's what most responsible firearm owners, that's what we want. Just leave us alone. We're not bothering anybody. We're not committing crimes. We're not breaking the law. We're not, we're not doing any of this mess, right? We're not infringing on anybody else's rights. Certainly, we just want to be left alone. And I think that that, that sends a message when you have a, a sanctuary city bill, so sanctuary county bill, sanctuary state bill. Um, and so if you're able to get on board and potentially push those types of things in your city, county, state, uh, yeah, I highly advise trying to do that. It's not a super complicated process. It probably, you know, it is on the state level, obviously, uh, but on the county level and the city level, it's not a, you know, you know, a few names on a petition and showing up to a few either county meetings or city meetings. And you could probably, probably get that done. Um, but yeah, that's HR 2622, uh, Sanctuary State Bill. Uh, it has moved forward. Then we've got uh, HB HB 918, and I'm saying HB is in uh, that's a B is in Bravo uh, House Bill. I need to to say that out because sometimes people may not understand the vernacular. But yeah, that is abbreviated for House Bill. House Bill 918. Again, all of these listed below. And uh, description where you're at. Sorry for the uh, the PM ding there, but uh, look them up. Do your own homework. Uh, but anyway, uh, House Bill 918 is an interesting one because what this would do, this would allow uh, licenses to carry to be obtained essentially by people under the age of 21 that um, that have a protection order. Right. So let's say you're 19 years old. Uh, let's put this in the context of a female. You're 19 years old. You have a bad breakup. Your boyfriend's stalking you. He's a lunatic. You're 19 years old. What are you going to do? Right. You get a protection order. And then from that point, that allows you to sort of, sort of bypass the age system. That's kind of what this is uh, to be able to get that license to carry, which I think is freaking awesome. <laughs> um, now, when you've got constitutional carry or permitless carry in place, some people may say, well, why do you need that? Well, um, because at this particular point, this is kind of where they throw a bunch of stuff at the wall, right? Uh, at this particular point, even though all of these are moving forward, we don't have any of these yet. So uh, that does make a difference. Um, second thing with that is some of the places you could go, caveats, things like that. Like, for example, you know, Texas has a, if you have a license to carry, Texas has a specific sign. Um, and as long as it's not that specific sign, you can carry in that place. So by proxy of all of that, even if a permitless carry or open carry was to take place, the gun with a line drawn through it on the door would mean that technically, letter of the law, you're not supposed to carry in there, right? And so if you were, if you had a, uh, protective order in place, then obviously you would want to carry that as many places as possible. So, uh, but anyway, I think that's kind of cool that it opens up, it, it covers that gap, right? Which could potentially be a big problem. Um, then we've got House Bill 1407, House Bill 1407. 
Now, um, this is interesting because this deals with the idea of, and again, goes kind of in conjunction with the permitless carry and uh, constitutional carry, um, is that you know right now, you could not have a firearm visible in the seat of your car. We've got Castle Doctrine. You're more than welcome to have it in the vehicle. But if it's visible, you're in trouble. Um, and so that's an interesting thing because you could literally throw a towel over it. You could throw many times. I put my ball cap over it. <laughs> it's like, seriously, um, it, which, how silly is that? Right. It's whether or not it's, it's showing or not, especially if you're in the vehicle. It's like, I'm in the vehicle. I'm driving, you know, I take my firearm off. It's in a holster. I set it in the seat. Um, and then for whatever reason I get pulled over. And then I get in trouble because it's basically open carried in the seat, right? Whereas I, I put it in the console, the glove box, the side pocket of the door or something where it's not easily visible, then that's all cool. So that's forever been the, the stupid thing uh, that we've dealt with here in Texas. Um, now, let me back up on this and say that at least in my area of Texas and mileage will vary depending on where you're from uh, and where you live. But in my area, they don't care. They don't care. I've told the story about getting pulled over to and from the range and having all kinds of guns in the vehicle just throw it around, literally the seat line with them or whatever. Uh, and nobody, they don't say anything. I mean, they want you to step out of the vehicle. Totally get it. You know, they ask questions. I totally get it. But they don't freak out. I've never had anybody freak out on me because of that. Uh, that being said, it doesn't mean that that little nuance in legislation and in the law does not exist so um it's great that they're uh that they're addressed in that whoa i just got a, uh, a bad echo so and then the final bill here uh and we can try to try to close this one out i don't like to run these little info things too terribly long because i want them to be consumed in uh in replay and, and people to get this information and go do their homework but we got house bill 1500 uh, that's also on its way. All these came out of committee. Kudos to the committee. Um, you know, give people credit. Give the politicians credit where credit is due. Uh, and credit is due. They, they, all of these are out of committee. So that's great. Um, now let's hold their feet to the fire and make darn sure they do what they're what we want them to do. Right. Which is uh, get them out of calendars, get them onto the floor. Uh, now, once they get on the floor, who knows? Right can't really predict that we could we could certainly state our opinions as what we want them to do you know our representatives uh but you know if the votes aren't there they're not there but at least they're on the floor right so uh with house bill 1500 uh we've got this is the bill that forbids any texas governor from jacking with the second amendment during a state of emergency and i found this mind-boggling a few weeks ago or months ago when i first talked about this i find it i found it mind-boggling that something like this did not exist i mean how could you jack with the with the federal constitution or the state constitution which both have second amendment clauses uh how could you jack with that you know suspend you know i don't like the idea of suspending people's rights in a state of emergency especially the right to protect themselves which is not what the second amendment is is solely about obviously um but it does cover that realm, right? And, you know, I, I don't know. I found that I found that ridiculous. Now, there's no, um, I don't think we have any fear with our governor now, with Governor Abbott. I don't think we had any fear with Governor Perry uh, back in the day. Uh, you know, I just don't see 
this being an issue potentially. This is hedging a bet that we may get a wishy-washy rhino, potentially even a, a Democrat Republican, right? Uh, that is not so pro Second Amendment eventually. And so being able to, um, yeah, being able to put this in play uh, to kind of put some shackles on them, right? Is um, is important. So again, uh, I'm going to run back through these backwards real quick. Uh, House Bill 1500 came out of committee, uh, and it is um, the forbidding governors from jacking with the Second Amendment during the state emergency. House Bill 1407 has to do uh, with uh, having a, a holstered firearm, essentially a, an open in plain view firearm uh, in a vehicle. House Bill 918 has to do with those basically under the age of 21. Applies to everybody, but um, you know, under the age of 21 is the big uh, takeaway here uh, to potentially obtain a license to carry if they have a uh, protective order in place. Not on them, but for them, right? Obviously, if you got a protective order against you, that's a that's a whole other ball of wax. Um, then we got House Bill twenty six twenty two, which is um, basically a sanctuary state bill. Then we got the big ones, the Mac Daddies here, the House Bill nineteen eleven uh, and the House Bill nineteen twenty seven, which is basically constitutional carry or and or permanentless carry. Uh, and again, on this, it does not take away your license to carry. They're not messing with that. That structure will remain in place. Again, all of these bills, the numbers are down below in the description, wherever you're at, do your homework and, uh, and yeah, see where your opinions, do they align with mine, whatever. Uh, we could certainly have that conversation, but most of all, uh, get with your uh, state reps, whatever. Thanks to Ghost for throwing that number out there, but the state capital switchboard there in Austin, Texas, 512-463-4630. Um, yeah, and remember, too, it's important in case somebody came in late to say this. All of these are out of committee. They still have to go through calendars and all of that before they get to the floor. And there is a history of things dying in calendars. So we have to be vigilant. We can't sit back and go, oh, they're out of committee and just sit back and do nothing. Right now's the time to push because now is the time that true. A lot of times they don't even make it out of committee. But there are many times I can remember in the last couple of decades that I've been paying attention to all this, there's many times that I've been paying attention to this and seen them die in committee. They come out of, or they come out of committee and they die in calendars, right? So we still need to continue to push our representatives to get this done. So uh, there it uh, is. So thanks to the chat, Chris Blake out there saying, good to know this. Awesome. Budget comes in late. Says, what's going on? Basically what we talked about last night. Um, I don't necessarily see um, a lot of uh, necessarily questions or anything like that. And that is awesome. Uh, Ghost says there are advantages of having the permit. They're a constitutional carry state there, but he keeps his permit. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for, I'm all for options, right? Uh, give me the option. Um, I don't have a problem you know, a lot of people have a problem with a license to carry. I don't have a problem with a license to carry, but two things can be true at the same time, or, or I can have two beliefs that, that seemingly oppose one another that don't really. Like I can say, okay, I enjoy having my license to carry at the same time that I want a permitless carrier, constitutional carry to exist. People should have options um, for whatever the reason might be, right? Uh, now, Jim out there, he says he's here in the HB 1238 and HB 2900 are better. Um, 
I blindsided me with that, unfortunately. So um, I could not tell you. But I will go back to this. Regardless of what's quote-unquote better, we need to move the ball forward. We've got a history in Texas of chipping away, chipping back at and gaining those rights back, uh, and we need to chip away. If, if HB, House Bill 1911, and House Bill 1927 are not perfect, which, let's face it, I don't think there's a single piece of legislation ever uh, that's been perfect. I think the P- Constitution is pretty doggone close, but when we start talking about legislation, uh, yeah, I don't think there's there's anything anywhere that's ever been close to perfect. Um, the, I think the idea is to get something going, right? We, we got our CHL, our concealed handgun license legislation passed years ago, and we've steadily chipped away. Now we've got a license to carry. We can go open or concealed. We've got a lot of perks that come with it. Um, you know, and we've got something done and chipped away. So that's my thing. Uh, I think instead of hanging it up, Jim, and going, hey, I hear this is better, that's better. Um, I think maybe if those are two that so far those haven't come out of committee, if those are two that are lagging behind and we really don't have a shot with those. I think we go with one of the ones we have a shot with and then we can tweak as we go. We got a tweak in two years. We got to tweak a part of it. Let's push them to tweak a part of it. We've done that historically very successful here in Texas. So, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, two web says, I like how Clover Tech is challenging everyone to do video like this for each of our own states each month. Well, I don't know. Gee, that's a great thing. Uh, and since you threw it out there, yeah, uh, I'm not big on challenging people. They uh, got to be willing to do uh, things their own way or whatever. But um, every month, there may not be anything to talk about every month. See, that's the thing. Uh, and that's why the CloverTac podcast now is a random thing. As I get a guest scheduled, as something popped up. And so today, that's what happened. Uh, got an email. I ended up getting a call. I got a text. And the next thing you know. It's like, here's Texas State Rifle Association. Here's Texas GOA. Shout out. Thanks to both of those. If you live in Texas, get on those websites, sign up for the alerts, scroll under the legislative history there. There's all kinds of of access to all kinds of information. Um, And your state organization probably has the same thing. Speaking of what G-Webs is talking about. So do the same things. And when alerts come along, uh, yeah, fire up a camera, fire up a microphone, whatever. Uh, and let people know. Uh, I did tag my representatives. So uh, just to say, hey, I'm watching you guys uh, is Representative Travis Clardy and Senator Robert Nichols. Uh, they've been uh, wishy-washy. They've been kind of squirmy when it comes to the Second Amendment. I'm not going to come out there and say they're anti-gun, anti-Second Amendment, uh, or nearly as bad as some of those on the left side of the aisle are, uh, though we're even close. Uh, I would say they're they're center right for sure, um, not hard right on the issue, but center right. Uh, and at this point, I think they both know what's right and they know what's wrong. They're both grown ups. They've both been in uh, the political arena long enough. Uh, they see the climate, uh, and I think they know what. At the end of the day, I think they know what's at stake. And I think a lot of our Texas politicians uh, do. They do not have Strauss to blame anymore, which was they beat on Strauss for years. Uh, as the ex-speaker of the House, as to why nothing passed here in Texas. Well, Strauss did this with committees, and he did that, and he wouldn't allow this, and he blocked that, right? They don't have that. Um, uh, Texas Open Carry, or Open Carry Texas, those guys, which I, I have my beef with the way they approach things, uh, they've been fairly silent this go-around on things. 
Um, they haven't been as in your face and, and, um, you know, I don't want to say using threatening tactics, but using harsher tactics, you know, to get their points across and stuff like that on what they support. Uh, so that's been a great thing. We, we, we really don't have any excuses right now not to get this done. And that's great. Uh, so that have been going for a uh, good Lord, 30 minutes or so plenty long enough for this. Cause again, I want it to be able to be consumed by folks out there. I want them to get this information, but, um, yeah, uh, Pete says that Bonin has been a problem has been problematic for sure, but Bonin's not uh, an issue anymore either. So um, again, we don't we're, we're not facing those uh, scapegoats and those hurdles that everybody usually the politicians would blame. We just simply don't have those right now. Uh, and again, warning to everybody out there that is a uh, politician in the state of Texas that might be listening to this, including my representatives and senators, uh, and a worry to those that are know them personally are close to somebody that is. Uh, I've got a funny feeling you better be really careful uh, about how you handle these particular bills. Again, it in the description below. Um, I think most people want these to see these go through. They want to see the governor sign them. I think honestly, the governor is ready to sign them. I don't think we're going to have a single solitary problem when it comes to the senate as far as getting these through um so it's it's square on the shoulders of those state representatives there in the house period uh so that we're 30 minutes down the road we're going to cut this one thanks everybody that joined live uh and uh yeah until the next clover tech podcast which you probably will not know it's coming until it does <laughs> peace out everybody have a great tuesday bye